2: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Morning of End sports Podcast. Make sure you are subscribed on SoundCloud.com, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. I got a loaded show for you all today, so without any further delay, let's get started. With recent news in the Overwatch League, we have a new role coming up in Stage 4, guys, and I am very excited to share about it. So... Here recently, this was just about a day or two ago, that in the Overwatch League, we will now have a 2-2-2 two, two, two roll in the Overwatch League. That will be 2 Assault, 2 Tanks, and 2 Supports. Me, personally, I am a fan of this. This is going for the meta of Goats in the Overwatch League, and honestly, this will enhance not only performance for other players but it will give an idea to the to the fans like, okay wow he's actually good at this you know i want him to do this more and just, just everything else that will be spectacular for any certain player like dogman you know he he can start hopping on to like a soldier 76 and just absolutely just kill at it and i mean and they're going to be rotating uh this is a week right here where the uh, Overwatch players are going to be rotating now to that 222 role and see who who has the best fit for that certain character. So in the 222 role for the Overwatch League stage 4 2018 or excuse me 2019 to be a matter of fact I'm living in the past that in this 222 role that you can go into different characters but it has to be within your certain role so let's just say for example i am in the assault category and i choose soldier 76 well soldier 76 is not working out for me i have to choose someone else within the assault category so i would me personally i'm a somber main more than i am just anything else then yeah i can work with that so i have unlimited swabs with someone within my role category. And if you and I'm guessing if you change within outside of your role, then you know, I think you're disqualified anyway. So I don't see that happening throughout the entire stage four. Uh this but this is a great move for certain players. I bet especially like Dogman, Popo, and all them are very happy to hear about this certain new meta that is coming for stage four. And this will definitely be implemented within the OWL 2020 season. But, so speaking of the OWL 2020 season, and this is going to pertain to the Call of Duty League as well. So I posted an article, and this actually was from Tuesday right here. So, the Overwatch League announced early Tuesday morning their homestand format for the 2020 competitive year dividing the League into four new divisions and running two separate local events simultaneously throughout the season, which will run February through August, which is, of course, like it is this season. Each Overwatch League team will be required to host a minimum of two and a maximum of five local weekend events. Those teams are responsible for selecting and operating their venues, while the League will be in charge of broadcast. The format is strictly for the 2020 season. Overwatch developer Activision Blizzard said it intends to make tweaks in future seasons based off next year's experience. We're announcing fewer events in most markets than we have discussed in the past. Pete Valistica, if I'm pronouncing that right, President and CEO of Activision Blizzard Esports and Commissioner, of Overwatch League, part of the reason for that is to ensure that we get as many people as possible into these venues, we were optimizing for big, sold out crowds because it's our first year, we don't know how many big sold out crowd markets we can support yet. The League will retain the Pacific and Atlantic Conferences, with the Pacific Conference split into Eastern and Western Divisions. And the Atlantic in the Atlantic Conference, excuse me, featuring the Northern and Southern Divisions. In the Pacific, the Eastern Division will consist of the Chindao Hunters, Gonzago Charge, Honzago Spark, Seoul Dynasty, and Shanghai Dragons. The Western Division features the Dallas Fuel, LA Gladiators, LA Valiant, San Francisco Shock, and the Vancouver Titans. In the Atlantic Conference, the Southern Division is compromised of yeah, compressed of the Atlanta Rain, Florida Mayhem, Houston Outlaws, Philadelphia Fusion, and Washington Justice. Well meanwhile in the Northern Division will be made up of Boston upruns in New York Escalatron, Toronto Defiant, London Spitfire, and Paris Eternal. Me personally, I think this is a great move for the future of not only for the Overwatch League, but for the Call of Duty League as well. And this is more of a sports feel. Then what we're getting in the Call of Duty War League where we're just doing the Pro League and then CW like Anaheim, Fort Worth and everything. We're we're getting out of all that. Yes, we might still have like the CW Anaheim and Fort Worth. But other than that, I really don't see no other events that we can really produce for the Call of Duty season because now we're going to have a homestand stand kind of format yes it's like the pro league a little bit but it's actually at your city instead of just being all the way i don't even know where the pro league was played at but i'm just i'm just gonna say at the pro league it's not the teams you know flying all the way out to wherever it was at. i want to say it was ohio i cannot remember so do not quote me on that but anyway so uh the cw i mean excuse me the call of duty league will now get a atlanta team so let's just, and we already know that Optic and 100 Thieves are the LA teams for this year. So you have, let's just say 100 Thieves comes to Atlanta, you know, that's going to be very spectacular because then it brings that sports vibe because you have an LA team coming to Atlanta to potentially dethrone us. You know, you get that hype, that momentum. I believe this is gonna be a great feel for the twenty twenty season of esports in general. League of Legends is gonna be the same way. I mean, it's just it's an ever growing community and franchise for the esports world. And I'm really right now happy to be a part of it because I'm talking about this right now. No, I'm not getting paid for it, but you know, I love talking about it and you know, if someone wants to pick it up and you know, have someone to tell the truth in the esports side of things, and oh well, let's 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 rock on. <laughs> so now moving on over to the Atlanta Falcons, I'm actually pulling this up right now, a screenshot of this, but it was a very interesting topic I do want to talk about in today's episode of the Morgan Man Sports Podcast with oh wow, okay, I was fixing to say Julio Jared. With Grady Jarrett and Deion Jones locked up for now to really to the 2023 season, the biggest free agent names left headed into 2020 are Austin Hooper. Yeah. Austin Hooper, uh, Campbell Crawford, Beasley, Bosher, uh, Schweitzer, if I'm pronouncing that right, Claiborne and Hardy. The, the, the Falcons has got a strong push for some of these guys, but the situation looks a lot less dire with the two deals already done in Atlanta with Jaron Debo, a.k.a. you know Deion Jones, and of course Julio Jones as well. Uh, out of this list right here, guys, with the free agents that I think we possibly could keep. Oh wow, I am really having the bad hiccups tonight. But the 2020 agents that I could see us signing next year is Austin Hooper. So that's one. I could see Devontae Campbell. He's got a ball out this year. Jack Crawford, definitely I see him. Uh, Beasley, I see us letting him go after this season. But now if he actually produces sacks as a linebacker like he is supposed to do on the quarterback, then yes, we're going to keep him. Because give him his money and you know say, all right, well you you came up and you showed out, so now it's time for you to get paid. Uh Matt Bosher, honestly, I could probably see us getting rid of him for someone cheaper. Um But you know, who who knows with the Falcons because well, honestly, we let Matt Bryant go. So yeah, I see really Matt Bosher going as well. So I I don't see Matt Bosher. Next year signing with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Schweitzer, I, I see him coming back. Adrian Claiborne, this is gonna be a very interesting topic. Yes, we signed him to a uh, what was it, a one year deal worth 14 mil, if I'm not mistaken, or it might be higher than that. I'm not for sure. But Adrian Claiborne is gonna be that one factor that I think we're gonna have troubles with next year. If we go on to win the Super Bowl this year, or just even make a deep playoff push again, I can see Adrian Claiborne want to stay in Atlanta, but not taking a hometown discount. So that would mean he's probably going to sit out through mandatory OTAs and just everything else until we can sign a deal. And if if not, if he don't even sign his franchise tender, then you know... All right, bye. We'll see you. Thank you for the ring, <laughs> uh, Justin Hardy. I really say us keeping Justin Hardy. He's, a, he's an actual threat for this Atlanta Falcons, and the reason why I say he's a he's a threat for the Atlanta Falcons is because he can play pretty much every single role and do a good job at it. I was looking on um, Pro Football Talk, and you know he he's all over the field offense, defense, special teams. And I'm like, wow, okay, this dude could really ball. Now he now he does shine mostly on offense with, you know, of course, Julio Ridley and Jones. But his, I think his main target this year needs to be special teams because now he's got that wide receiver, like, athleticism to him and knowledge. So if you bring that over to the special team side of the ball, I can see those are honestly getting a lot of touchdowns this season just off of special teams. Not like, you know, double digit numbers, but I'll say at least about maybe four touchdowns off of special teams. And definitely I know this will be in the double digits. I'd say at least about fifteen um good receptions on special teams where it is like at the forty yard line, if that, because If you could get honestly at the 40-yard line on special teams, you're doing one hell of a job. So guys, I sure hope you did enjoy today's podcast. I do apologize for no music. In today's podcast, I had to go through a world, world of trouble through my laptop because Google Chrome was not opening. So I had uninstalled it and tried to reinstall it. And then it said it had no... Uh, program features available at the time I was like oh my god so now I had to download an offline version that I found out like five hours later so it was just a world of mess guys so again I do apologize for no music but I will have one uh, well my my music back again Tuesday of the podcast and next week it's gonna be hopefully nothing but Falcons because I am going to the Falcons training camp next week so definitely be looking out for that and i might honestly just move my podcast from for friday to saturday late that evening so that way i can kind of just share my thoughts and opinions of what i saw at the training camp so guys again hope you all enjoyed if you did make sure that like button make sure to share this around with your friends family balls co-workers anybody else till then guys i come morgan
0: we'll catch you all later peace